Eat your heart out, Alexi. Look at this. In off the post. So, by the way, everyone, you are listening to Off the Post, our new game reaction segment that we will be recording post-game, unofficially brought to you by the fried bologna sandwich at Charlie's Barbecue, because my goodness, does that look delicious. Yeah, it does. And I uh, I started a diet day after my birthday, told my wife I would, and... uh, of course, that was, I think, right when they announced something yet again that I wish I was eating. So uh, Don't worry. I'll have one for you. Thank, so, you. Thank you. So we have yet another match uh, where we really feel like we probably should have been the victors. Yep. And yet we go down two to one to Tormenta. That, this one hurts because it puts us way, way down the table. And in a hole that really honestly we're going to struggle to to dig our way out of unless we just go on a run because you can't drop points at home in a short season like this you just can't and yeah as much as i want to complain about what i fought from my angle which honestly was the opposite side of the field was a a farce of a goal and i haven't got a chance other than we quickly looked at a replay on my phone when we were um when we were in the stands, but even then it's still quick. Cause I wanted to watch the rest of the game. Uh, I haven't got a chance to fully watch it, but it looked to me like a terrible call that said, I almost would be more upset if it ended in a tie because of that terrible call, because man, that was a beautiful goal. Their second goal was really pretty and they, they, they a hundred percent deserve that. So, so this game hinged to me on two key plays in about 15 minutes of the second half. Steven Beattie gets subbed on with Ronaldo Pineda and in the 69th minute and two minutes later have stolen a ball, started a quick counter. Ricard, uh, Ronaldo, excuse me, Ronaldo sends across to Steven that he touches towards the top corner and Pablo Hara for South Georgia Tormenta comes up with a tremendous save in the upper 90 to steer that ball wide, which prevented it from going to two nothing. And then as you said, um, a shot by um, Luca Mayer Fulton for Tormenta in the 70 or the 82nd minute um, from fairly far outside the box, but not being closed down. And it's during that, that lag time that tends to hit us right around the 70th minute where everyone gets slow and sluggish. And we tend to concede something that, that ends up ruining our points. Um and it was. It was a fabulous goal from outside the box to the top 90. Alex, uh, Alex Mangles at full stretch, unable to get it. Um, but those, those two plays um, really were the turning point of the match. Um, and so we're, we're just still stuck in a, in a spot where we don't seem to have the fitness or the depth to play the style we want to play for a full 90 minutes. Um, and that's we, we also cannot finish the chances that yeah. we create. We had 12 shots, uh, six on target this match. Um, we've got to do a better job of finishing. Well, and even with those 12 shots, there was actually one that won't go down as a shot that Leo Fala uh, on a um, 
cross that came across after a uh, foul, so a dead ball situation, he had an opportunity to really a wide open net and just whiffed. And it was right in front of us. And if he had made contact even remotely straight with that, it would have gone right in the net. So that, yeah, that was one that would have come in the back of the net and probably made us flinch because of the, it was. if he had connected. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was yeah. five, six feet away. Like, and it and their keeper was, it was on the other side because he was trying to shut down whatever was over there. It was just, it, and that one won't even go in as a missed shot is what I'm saying. So there was more than even the shots that was missed. Um, now, you know, you can't fault us for the BD shot that got saved. That was 100% Hara, just really good um, goalkeeping. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we had our opportunities. There were a number of crosses there at the end that just seemed like for some reason there was not anyone on the other side of the net that really should, could have very easily been those those shots that, that go in the back. So, yeah, it's, it's just – it's frustrating, and it's one of those things that uh, – you get disappointed, but let's look at one of the positive things here. Can we talk just a second about the ridiculously strong defending by uh, Ramos, by Jason Ramos there? I almost would name him man of the match. He's a guy that we've been tough on since the season started, um, but he he really shone out, especially in the first half, made a fantastic goal line save um, clearance uh, as well as just lots of other times being very composed on the ball turning away from pressure making the right pass closing down or playing defender or uh, attacking players out wide he he looked very good this match played the full 90 and really deserved uh, deserves a a lot of praise yeah I mean he had himself a save in the first half that um, was right in front of where I was um, standing at the time there in the supporter section it was just amazing. And he was very proud of himself. Like he like screamed to the top of his lungs. Cause he knew like it was, it was top notch. Like there's no way without him there. They're not that that's not bright smack in the back of the net. So yeah, I mean, right. he was, he was very, very good. Um, the other big thing that happened in that first half that seemed like it might be going our way was the, the ball just deciding to stay that half an inch to an inch off of going all the way over the line an opportunity that Tormenta had in the latter half of the first half that very easily could have made it a one, one game at that point. And so there were opportunities on both sides, but I still walk away feeling like we, we lost at least one point And honestly, we could have easily walked away with three. And overall, the way that we played against Tormenta uh, could have easily come away with six points and you only have one. Um, so, you know, I talked about doing the math and wanting to get where we are. And there's not a single game that we've played where you haven't felt like we were in it, like we could have won the game. Um, we're going to have some new teams coming into town. We've got uh, New England Revolution at home next week. We play Fort Lauderdale Club de Football. We play New England again. And then we've got a home match against Richmond, which is looking like a very big game coming up in September. We. They're, you know, they've they've got to get that run, but there isn't a single one of them that I'm thinking to myself, oh, gosh, this is a game that's going to be a struggle. Well, we just have to get to a point where we put things and together. And we have to, like, let, let's just go ahead and say it. If we don't go through the next three games and walk away with at least seven points, we're, we're done. Like, we need to get, honestly, I think we need all nine points from it. But if we don't get at least seven points from playing those teams, one of which at home, um, I'm sorry, but 
you can't look at the, be this low on the table, have this many people between you and only one of them having more games than you in Tormenta and, and not look at it and go, it's now or never. There's, there's not a lot of games left. It's, it's, a, it's a short season. So if you're talking about trying to get in the top two and get in the playoff, which is definitely the mindset that they need to have right now, I think you're right. I look at it a little differently, though, in that, like, there's no there's no need to say it's done as if we're going to tank and go to the bottom and get a higher draft pick. <laughs> right. You've you've got to play for next season. Uh, we've got this short season. We're going to have a short off season. Um, if a lot of these guys don't start putting away chances, there's not going to be a ton of phone calls from USL championship for these players. So you've got to set yourself up for what next season's going to look like. You've got to get used to what this, this 90 minutes of hell match fitness that Jimmy Oblato wants them to have is going to feel like. Um, so, and there's no reason to not continue to play and get as high up that table as you can so that you can walk into next season saying, you guys can't count us out. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be important. I think the longer that Stephen Beatty, um, you know, he got in for 15 minutes, looked very dangerous. Um, you know, hopefully that increases as time goes on, maybe even gets a start here in some of these games coming up, even if he's, you know, subbed early to try to manage his minutes. Um, that he's going to come. Um, I kind of joked to you. I said even 65% of BD makes a huge difference in this team and the way that they attack. And I would much rather see him in an attacking midfield role rather than playing at forward as he came on for Greg Hurst. Stephen Beatty, Greg Hurst, Marky Hernandez, and pick Richie or Rowe or any of these guys is one heck of an attacking combo that I want to see. No, and I think, I think Oblato wants to see that too. Right. And I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's a fitness thing. I mean, it's his first game back coming back from a knee injury and you can't really, and he's a guy that's going to run full speed. Right. And, and we joke around. He's also, Always. he's also a guy that's going to slide, go to the ground. He's going to fall. He's going to do all those things that you expect from someone who's going full speed. And so I understand that they're working him in, man, but the quicker we can get him to full, the better. I, I honestly think it works to our advantage that our next opponent is new England too, who is sitting there four games in with uh, all of two points. And, you know, I think that works to our advantage. However, that said, tomorrow Union Omaha plays North Texas. And if Union Omaha wins that game, we'd be looking at where second place would have 11 points and we have five. That's a big deal. And so, you know, I, I, I've told other people, like, we're rooting for ties for everybody, right? Like, that's what we want. Because we really, it's still too stacked to know who are you rooting for or against, right? Like, if you were to ask, right. if you were to ask who, does, who do you want, to lose game or win games after the second game of the season, you would have been like, yeah, Richmond kickers, let's let them win. Right now. You're not saying that because they've won three in a row. So it's still too early to know who to root for. So root for ties. That's what, that's what I'm going with. Well, and, and, you know, stuff swings wildly week to week. Um, you know, there's no one even, even right now as Greenville is, has not yet lost a match people are going to drop games. Um, so you have to be ready for that to happen. You have to take advantage of, of what, what's in front of you. Um, so I think, I think Steven, I think watching uh, Tanner Dietrich continue to work his way in. I, I saw some flashes um, and some energy Agreed. that I think is really going to help in that midfield um, and maybe try to help us break this issue with the 70 minute lag that we seem to hit. I a hundred percent agree with that. And this is, this is just a quick recap of, what this game 
looked like to us from the stands, right? We didn't watch it. Right. We watched it from the stands where it was, it felt like a thousand degrees there in the second half. And we're not even out there on the field and running. So I understand why these guys are worn out because it is, it was hot. Um, and this is one of the cooler days. So next week could be even hotter. So we've got to figure that out. We've got to figure out a way to, to get over that 70 minute um, hump. I'm all, I'm, I'm going to say this though, because on the way home, um, I am going to say this much though. Both teams are in the same situation. Both teams are playing in the heat. Both teams are dealing with the shortened training session that got basically killed for three months. And right. so at some point, either a coach needs to pull it back a little bit on how aggressive he has them in the first half or B we better start finishing those first half opportunities. So if we give up something in the second half, it's not detrimental. And we end up winning games three, one, three, two, because we built up a three Oh lead. I think that's well said, and I think that really can wrap up this uh, first episode of Off the Post. You guys let us know on Twitter, at Soccer Chat, what you guys think. And uh, we look forward to bringing out the rest of the episode, previewing New England Revolution uh, later in the week. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Just one quick thing just to ask if – if you enjoyed this, please, please let us know. We uh, thought we would add a match recap, and it's really important to us that um, we're doing things you want and that we're li- you're getting what you want as a listener. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate uh, the fact that you're willing to listen to the two of us uh, talk and uh, talk about something we love, but we also don't want to waste our time or yours. So if this is not something you enjoyed or if you have critiques or ways you think we can improve us, let us know. Hit us up through Twitter. Um, if you're a part of the Chattanooga Red Wolves fan page on Facebook, you can find us there also. Um, we typically post the episodes for you there. So put some comments within that fan page that uh, is for overall fans. That's not just for the supporters group. So check that out too, if you get a chance. But uh, once again, thanks so much for, uh, for listening. And uh, we hope to uh, catch you guys again as we do our preview for the upcoming game next week. But until then, have a great day.